Welcome to the Rocket Brief, where we take about 10 minutes and tell you what we've been covering on Redstone Arsenal. I'm Jonathan Stinson for the Redstone Rocket. This is the September 6th edition. The Army has released the findings of a safety investigation report on a helicopter crash that took place February 15th. A UH-60 Black Hawk helicopter was making its final approach to Huntsville International Airport on February 15th when the crew transitioned from visual flight conditions above clouds to instrument flight conditions inside the clouds and emerged from the bottom of the cloud layer in an unrecoverable flight altitude, according to the report. The portion of the report in which the board gave its conclusion on the cause of the mishap and the rationale for the conclusion is redacted. The report did say that the aircraft was making its final radar vectored approach into the airport by turning left and descending through a low cloud ceiling, which is about 1,300 feet above mean sea level, requiring an instrument approach by the crew. The crash involved a Tennessee Army National Guard UH-60L stationed out of Joint Base Berryfield, Tennessee. Both occupants of the aircraft died. Those killed were Chief Warrant Officer 3, Daniel Wadham, of Jolton, Tennessee, who had 15 years of service, and Chief Warrant Officer 3, Danny Randolph, of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who had 13 years of service. More details are in the page one story of this week's rocket. In his early years at Beeson Divinity School in Birmingham, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Madison looked into the chaplain candidate program. He even got a physical, but he didn't pursue it further. Then came his final semester in seminary. Madison said, When 9-11 hit, I thought I don't want to be 50 and look back on my life and wish I had served. I figured I would do a few years and then go into local church ministry, but God had other plans. Madison's military service and his role as a chaplain has taken him from Afghanistan, Italy, Arlington National Cemetery, and now to Redstone Arsenal, where he's the new garrison chaplain. He came to the garrison from the Army Contracting Command, where he was the command chaplain. You can find out more about the new chaplain on page 3 of this week's paper. The Department of Defense and Redstone Substance Abuse Prevention Program is highlighting some new products that contain THC, which could have a negative effect on active duty military and those who hold positions where they are regularly drug tested. Richard Browning, investigative analyst at the Redstone Army Criminal Investigation Division, said the arsenal follows all DOD policies, which includes Army Regulation 600-85, paragraph 4-2, which regulates the use of hemp-derived THC and CBD products, which were federally legalized under the 2018 Farm Bill. Michelle Borman, Army Substance Abuse Prevention Coordinator at Redstone reminded all active duty military and some civilians in testing designated positions that are subject to random drug testing that you can actually test positive from Delta 8, which can legally be purchased in our area. Borman added that because Redstone has a small Army population and the fact that most active duty members are of higher rank, Redstone is not seen as much of it here as they are in other Army populations. But she said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Leaders from across the Army Sustainment Enterprise are making decisions to ensure the organic industrial base is both ready to respond today and in the future whenever the nation calls upon it. Army Materiel Command leadership recently hosted two events to synchronize and focus efforts across the OIB as the 23 depots, arsenals, and ammunition plants begin executing the OIB's most comprehensive modernization in history. 
Marion Wicker, AMC's executive deputy to the commanding general, said our job is to make sure that we are executing accordingly and doing all the things we need to do. It's all about being ready and chance favors the prepared. Don't forget the 26th annual Oktoberfest is coming up September 15th through 17th. The Pollies, who will open for Jason Isbell at the Orion Amphitheater next month, will be one of the bands performing during the event. The band will take the stage in the Beer Garden on Saturday, September 16th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Also returning to the event stage for the second consecutive year is Bucked Up, a lively Huntsville cover band that epitomizes the word eclectic. They'll perform after the Pollies from 9.30 to 11 p.m. There's a feature on the Pollies and the rest of the scheduled entertainment at Oktoberfest in this week's Rocket on page 23. The Defense Acquisition University South Region held the 8th Annual Logistics Product Support Roundtable on August 17th. The hybrid event, which was both in-person and virtual, was well-received by the 43 Lifecycle Logistic Managers and subject matter experts from an array of acquisition and sustainment organizations. The forum aimed to prompt discussions among logistics professionals about the issues and challenges faced as an acquisition and sustainment community and how DAU can assist in achieving positive outcomes for the warfighter. A little heads up if you're traveling through Brentwood, Tennessee. Air Force Major General Heath Collins joined community members, Tennessee elected officials, and Boy Scout Troop 55 in dedicating the Major Samuel P. Logan Memorial Bridge on August 26th. The bridge is over the Little Harpeth River on Hillsborough Road. Logan and five crew members died September 9, 1950, when his B-29 was shot down over Korea. He also served in World War II. After more than 22 years and 4,958 military rotary wing flight hours, Chief Warrant Officer 5, Carlos Ace Acevedo, capped his Army career in August. He spent the last three years as an aviation advisor for the Future Vertical Lift cross-functional team. According to Colonel Elizabeth Martin, the Strategic Initiatives and International Engagement Lead for the Future Vertical Lift Cross-Functional Team, ACE touched every aspect of the future of Army aviation during his tenure with the Cross-Functional Team. Through ACE's tremendous professionalism, expertise, and dedication, he has directly contributed to influencing the requirements of advanced transformational capabilities that are vital for Army aviation in 2030 and beyond. If you're driving down Goss Road, you'll notice Fox Army Health Center has placed miniature flags near their building. This is an annual representation of the effect that suicide takes on the veteran population. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. The National Institute of Mental Health wants to remind everyone that help is available. Anyone can call or text 988 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year and speak with trained crisis counselors. The Garrison's Cultural and Natural Resources Branch and the Directorate of Operations are working through a cooperative agreement with the Corps of Engineers to develop and coordinate an updated wildlife file management plan for the installation. The goal is for the plan to meet new installation management command policy guidelines on how installations should be handling wildland fire management and prescribed or planned burning. According to Tom Richardson, the Chief of the Cultural and Natural Resources Branch within the Environmental Management Division, Richardson said an environmental benefit of periodic planned burning is fire fuel reduction that could reduce the potential for an uncontrolled wildfire emergency. 
The quality of the timber of forest lands, pine forest in particular, benefits from periodic burning, he said. The Directorate of Operations Fire and Emergency Services Division is responsible for wildland fire response on Redstone. Richardson said, while we are developing a formalized plan, we do have plans in place and contingencies in place to respond to wildland fires should they occur. That does it for this week's Rocket Brief. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.